Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One Friends Podcast. This is the final week of our, um, the final week to enter, last few days to enter into our giveaway on Instagram of five sets of the Fisher-Price Little People Friends Collection. So head there, you've got a couple more days. If you forgot, forgot any friends that you forgot to tag or whatnot, go do it. Last couple days, get yourself into it. Yes. Um, let's let's do it. I'm excited to actually like have a resolution to this. Like, let's let's have somebody win. I'm excited. All right. So this week we watched season seven, episode. What is this? Eight. Uh, nine. nine. Oh, nine. Sorry, guys. Um, season seven. Okay, it's episode only right nine. there in the notes. <laughs> I wasn't scrolled up all the way. Don't give me that. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> It's also in the title up top. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyways, it was titled The One with All the Candy and originally aired on December 7th of 2000. Written by Will Cohen or Calhoun, sorry, and directed by, again, David Schwimmer. Monica whips up some holiday candy for the neighbors. Rachel and Tag set the ground rules for their new romance and moved by Phoebe's bikeless child Hood story. Ross buys her a new two-wheeler. All right, so nice. Let me get to my notes. All right, we open in in the soft open at the park or wherever, um, and the friends minus Rachel and Joey are teaching Ben how to ride a bike, and Chandler assists Ben, which earns him a thank you, Daddy. And Ross immediately shuts it down, claiming, you have two moms <laughs> and one dad. <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, I love how all the friends are there to support Ben. Yeah, it was sweet. Like, they didn't have they didn't have to all go to the park to have Ross teach his kid to ride, like, learn how to ride a bike and all sit there. You're not doing anything active. There's only really one person who can help. Yeah. So it's just really sweet that all the friends would gather together. It was. I mean, when you really think about it, um, most of them are family because Chandler's getting married to Ben's aunt. Oh, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, they're okay. also all friends. So, it, yeah, it was really sweet. Um, I mean, it's not like my aunt was there. Right. Like, learning when I rode a bike, you know? Yeah. No, I get it's, that. But, but you do have a good point, a good solid point. Yeah. So as Ben takes off on the bike, Monica mentions that she learned how to ride a bike at six and her fondest memory of it was that she bent it by sitting on it. And Phoebe Mm. mentions that she's never owned one because they couldn't afford them when she was a child. Anything else in the soft open? Cool. In the main part of the episode, we start in the apartment, Monica and Chandler's, and we are there's a okay it starts with a very beautiful shot of the christmas tree we have arrived mm-hmm. to the christmas season um and monica we have yes monica's making candy to hang on the door for her neighbors to take chandler doesn't understand why because they don't know the neighbors and joey is quick to mention that he's like oh i know them all he's like the guy with the mustache smokes a lot lady uh the kids that i've seen and the guy who doesn't like to be called rusty and Rusty, or Firebird, according to Chandler, is apparently hitting on Monica. And she confirms that making this candy will help them get to know their actual names. Yes. So Rachel 
comes in this time and she's very chipper and she claims it's because she she has great friends a great job and then monica is quick to mention you're making out with your assistant uh, but rachel is claims that they stayed up all night thinking of a way to make them dating not a problem and when monica inquires about said plan uh, all rachel can think of is that they're just not going to let it be a problem um and monica asks if they you know did something else all night and rachel says that she doesn't do that on the first date and monica again is just like hitting her left and right with these jabs um starts naming off guys and um rachel's quick to say anymore i don't do it anymore (laughs) i like how monica is sort of the accountability partner for everybody in the friends group last week when we had Ross trying to get all the states and he mentioned his high SAT score and she's there to correct him and then now with Rachel um this I love this scene because it reminds me of the outtake where Courtney Cox says all of the creators names in place of the three names that she names for like the guys for Rachel and it was a really funny outtake like instead of saying she's like mark those names she says their names yeah, like Marta Kaufman, like she she goes through the three like creators that are listed as creators at the beginning of every show. There's like three of them. Yeah. And uh and I just thought that was and and like Jennifer Aniston keeps going. She goes, Anymore and they play out the whole scene, but the whole audience is cracking up. It's really funny. So I just thought that was it reminded me of like, oh yeah, that scene's here and it's really funny. Yeah, that's that was uh nice thinking on Courtney Cox's part. Yeah. Yeah. Just a fun little outtake. I also loved the red pleather jacket that Rachel is carrying over her shoulder. I'm like, man, leather has always sort of been on the fringe of being in, but especially in the nineties. So like the pleather, the red pleather, Mm -hmm. like, man, that's a statement. Yeah, for sure. So we head over to Rachel's job and tag comes in while the mailman is there and Rachel is like trying to be sly so she asks him to confirm a meeting she has later that day and as the mailman is leaving she closes the door and is just like super giddy like that beginning of a relationship feeling but she's also realizing that what she's doing is guilty so she feels that um Mm -hmm. and she's just in awe that the mailman had no clue which i don't know why he would um right but tag starts to head back to his desk saying you know i need to get some work done when she mentions his two-month review is due. So she tells him she's going to work on it, but there's one thing that they need to do before they do that. And so she turns around, shoves everything off her desk, and jumps on it. And he's, like, shocked, as I think anybody would be in that situation, and asks if she's for real. And she is quick to say, no, I've just always really wanted to do that. Now, can you help me pick everything up? Yeah, I just think all of this is super inappropriate oh, at work. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like the rule follower in me, but I'm like, Rachel, get a grip on yourself, girl. I've also like, never had like my own office. Okay, that's a lie. In my last job yeah. I did, but like I, I would <laughs> just you're just gonna lie right to our faces like that. But I would never I would never do something no. I would never feel comfortable doing something like that at work. No. Uh, Okay, so we head to the apartment. We're in the hallway, um, and then we kind of head into Joey's in a minute. But Monica and Chandler are coming home, and she's super excited to see if anybody ate her candy. 
And Chandler like acts excited too. Like he's like, Oh yeah, me too. And she's like, you really don't have to do that. And he's like, okay, thank you. Um, and they see that the basket's empty, which makes Monica excited. But Chandler like motions to Joey saying he probably ate it all. And she doesn't believe him at first, but then he reminds her of popcorn shrimp night and she storms into Joey's asking if he ate all the candy and he said it was his plan but by the time he got there most of it was gone so Mm -hmm. she in turn gets very excited again and she's like i'm gonna go make some more and turns to leave and as she does she runs into ross who's coming in um and tells him like all of my candy is gone and he's like all that people take from my house is my newspaper there must be a thief somewhere (laughs) um and he has come to give Phoebe some good news. He bought her a bike, and it's, so I'm pretty sweet. sure it's, like, almost identical to the one that she described the girl across the street growing up had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she's elated, like, as I think anybody would be, and, like, it's the sweetest thing Ross could have done. Um, it, it's such a sweet moment. It is. And she tells Ross that she loves him, but not like that. But this makes it a little bit closer. Um <laughs> and as she, she heads outside to start to ride it, she tells him that it's the best gift she's ever gotten and quickly notes Ch- Chandler is about to cry. So the guys both look at him and they say in their own way, like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of tearing up, too. And he, like, starts to feel better about it. And he's like, oh, you guys, like, you guys, I don't even remember what he said, but he said something along the lines of, like, thank you for not making me, like, be alone in this. And they're like, no, we're totally joking. And they turn to walk away. Yeah. Russ, this is like such a sweet scene for me because so Phoebe is so genuine and Ross, like that's such a sweet gift. Um, also, the Magna Doodle has a dreidel on it. So right in time for the holiday season, um, a dreidel is a Jewish toy, a spinning top, and it's traditional for the Hanukkah holiday, which would make sense because Ross and Monica are Jewish. Yes. So then we head across the hall and it's the middle of the night or 4 a.m., Monica and Chandler are woken up by a neighbor knocking on their door looking for candy. Uh, Apparently, yeah, apparently his roommate told him that they tasted like little drops of heaven. And Monica is just like over the moon about about this news. Like she loves it and tells him that she'll have some more out later that morning. Um, And then he asks he asks the dumbest question. He asks them if they live there. And then proceeds to hit on Monica before Chandler's like, okay, good night. Um, and as they're like walking back into the apartment, he asks her if there's anyone in the building who hasn't hit on Monica. And at first she mentions the lady who smokes a lot, but then she's like, no, actually there was this one time. And then it pans to the next scene, which, yeah, I just, I just think someone waking a neighbor up at 4am is the most ridiculous storyline for sure ever. But I also don't know, like, is that kind of like a New York storyline too? Like, is it so absurd? I mean, we got the lick my neck on the subway story guy. So like, maybe, maybe they would have the audacity. I don't know. It's quite possible. Quite. Um, so we head back to Rachel's job and she is, in my opinion, way too infatuated with tag this early. Yes. And she asked, Agreed. she asked him if he read the review that she wrote only to learn that it's been that it was marked confidential so he sent it straight to HR without looking and she starts to freak because it was for his eyes only 
and she talked about a lot of inappropriate things, like on un- not inappropriate, inappropriate things. Um, I mean, kind of inappropriate too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like him being a good kisser, how much she likes his small tushy, and we'll spare you the details. Feel free to watch it yourself. Um, anything else there? I didn't really dwell on that. Scene. I mean, no, just cool. one, just once again, so inappropriate. Yes. Uh, so then we head to the cafe and Monica mentions how sweet it was that Ross got her the bike so much so that mm-hmm. she almost cried and Joey pokes fun at Chandler <clears throat> stating that Monica almost cried, which makes Chandler reveal that Joey cries anytime somebody mentions Titanic and Monica and Joey both kind of tell a story about that, how they've seen Phoebe walking with the bike, which makes Ross question why she's walking it and not riding it. So it quick cuts to outside and Phoebe Mm -hmm. is standing there with her bike in the little bike thing. And the friends all ask her like, do you know how to ride this bike? And then they ask to see her ride the bike. And she's like, yeah, obviously I know how to. So she gets on and is kind of like wobbly at first. And she goes maybe six ish feet and then falls like off the bike. And she stands up and looks at them like, see, told you. My main question is, why would they assume she knew how to ride a bike if the main part of the storyline is that she's never had a bike before? That's a good question. I mean, she never... I just... I was like, are, are you serious? Like, she's never had a bike. Why, why, would she, why would you automatically assume then that she knows how to ride a bike if she's never had a bike? That's true. I mean, she could have... Yeah, I guess one would assume... I mean, I mean, I assume it, most people different. know how to ride bikes, but I guess if somebody did tell me like I didn't have one growing up, then it would make sense to be like the follow up question should be like, oh, have you ever ridden one? Right. Exactly. That's yeah. I just thought it was like, OK, that's glaringly yeah. missing, like missing the mark on that. <laughs> yeah. So we head back up to Monica and Chandler's and Monica is giving the I told you so speech to Rachel saying that there are no secrets in affairs, which she kindly in sarcastic tone reminds Chandler of. And (laughs) and he's like, all I'm doing is eating candy. Um, Rachel just wants to get the paper back. And on the couch, Joey is drawing inappropriate sketches on paper and keeps asking Rachel if that's what her sketch looked like. Um, And then there's a knock on the door, another neighbor. And this one has out of town guests coming in and she really wants to give them some of her candy, some of some of Monica's candy because she has heard and tasted that it's so good. And Monica kind of shows her the new like rules that she set, like only ask for candy between Mm -hmm. the hours of nine and six but the lady is persistent and Monica is the host of all host, the hostess of all hostesses, whatever, um, gives her some. And as like all this is going on, Joey and Chandler are like, I'm pretty sure we know where this lady lives. Like, I think she's a lady that lives below Joey and has really loud sex all the time. And they're like, no, it can't be her. And then she says something in confirmation to Monica and they're like, no, yeah, that's definitely her. Um, and Monica, as she closes the door, she can't believe the sign didn't work. And Chandler offers, like, maybe you should stop making candy. But she cuts back that she doesn't want to because everyone likes it. And at this point, Chandler's like, oh, I get it. Everybody likes you. 
So that's why you keep doing this. And then he asks, is mm -hmm. that why you became a chef? So people would like you more? And she's like, uh, that's funny coming from the guy who likes to be Mr. Funny. So it was a just a bit of a deep dig there. It was a little bit back and forth. Um, I, I wondered at the logistics of this whole candy situation. It looks like the candies that she's making are like those, um, no bakes sort of, or like chocolate nut clusters, at least when Chandler's eating it. But then the ones that she's giving away are like pre-wrapped more like ball truffle types. And I'm like, is she, either she's wrapping her own candies, which. Well, in the scene where, in this scene where, I think it was a scene, or right before, when she's telling Rachel, like I told you so, basically, um, Rachel is actually sitting down wrapping them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, like, have, like, a station. Like, Chandler was eating it, and then next to Chandler, you see Rachel, like, throw one in the bucket, and then she's got, like, the paper okay. in front of her. So I think Rachel was helping her wrap them. Got it. Okay. Okay. Then thank you for answering that question because I was like, okay, the set designers just got lazy and they just went out and bought like lint truffles and threw them in a bowl <laughs> and had her like give those away. <laughs> but that makes sense. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we head back to the park and Ross is showing Phoebe how to ride the bike or getting ready to show her. And as they get ready to start going she jumps off suddenly and asks for a different seat because she doesn't like the way it feels um and ross tells her that you know you can't like i'm not gonna let you get out of this like you can't because you need to learn how to ride a bike and she i mean responds with an obvious question like why do i need to know and he proceeds to tell her some story about you know what if somebody scary approaches you and you need to get away fast and he's like holding a gun and she, of course, being Phoebe, has an answer, which irritates Ross. Um, and so he tells her to get up, get on the bike, and he's going to hold on to it for her and won't let go. She makes him swear he's not going to let go, which I think every kid learning how to ride a bike does. Um, mm -hmm. And we all know it's a lie. So she's doing really well. She's pedaling. She's going pretty decently. And then he does what I think any parent does when they're teaching their child how to ride a bike. He lets go. And at first she doesn't even notice and she continues, but then she turns around and notices. And so she jumps off real quick and drops the bike, yells at him that he promised. And as he's like trying to apologize and say like, you know, it's part of the process of learning how to ride a bike, um, but like you were doing well. So I thought I'd let go. And she storms off like super irritated with him. And the like bystanders in the park are kind of giving him like the side eye. Like, why would you do that to her? Which mm -hmm. I find funny, but also, like, don't you teach your children how to ride bikes and do the same thing? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think Ross is super nice to help teach her. Uh -huh. um, but also, she needs to buckle her helmet if she's going to wear it. <laughs> Otherwise, like, what's the point? Um, yes. Also, how did your bike learning go? Um, I mean... Do you remember? Yeah, I don't remember how old I was. I know I was definitely in elementary school, but um, I want to say I definitely had a few skinned elbows and a few skinned knees. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I mean, my parent, my, I think it was my dad taught me and I had like a old school bike, like with like the banana seat. Um, and he just kept teaching me how to ride it. I, I think I had a bicycle, like a tricycle at one point, but not for very long. And then eventually I learned how to ride a two wheeler. Okay. Nice. Did, did you? I don't remember a lot. I don't remember a lot from mine. I remember like I would have to use like the curb to get onto the bike like anytime I had to like level up in my size of bikes there would always be like a little bit of time where like I couldn't just get on and start riding from the ground I'd have to like put my bike near next to the curb and stand on the curb and like push off um but when we like first learned it would be at the park down the street from where we lived in Arizona and there was a huge grass area and so we would just learn in the grass so that way like when we fell it wouldn't be as hard oh that's smart um yeah, so I probably didn't have as many, like, scraped knees and stuff as you, but anytime we were getting off of the, like, training wheels, like, portion, we'd always go to that park. And then same thing for every sibling down from me. My sister, there's <laughs> there's this one video in our family videos somewhere, I would love to find it someday, <laughs> where she's learning. And, of course, like, back in the day, like, our parents would be- bring the video recorder everywhere oh, and record same. everything. It's... It's the equivalent of having, like, your phone on you 24-7 where you Instagram your kids all the time. But we would have, like, these big video recorders with, like, the VHS. And and she was, she was trying to turn because she was headed straight for a tree. But she wasn't turning with her hands. She was trying to lean with her body. Oh, but no. But just because you lean with your body. Yeah doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you're dirty and she smacked right into the middle of the tree <laughs> and for some reason the reverberation of sound on the bell on her bike was so loud <laughs> in the audio of the video recorder <laughs> that all you hear is like doing <laughs> and then like a brief pause and then she just starts crying <laughs> <laughs> and it's still to this day like one of our core family memories of like remember when she used to when she tried to learn how to ride a bike and ran into the tree it was so funny uh, that's perfect anyways i thought i had to share it with you guys i wish i mean i would have to go one i don't even have a vhs player so like there's no way i could easily share it on like a, a social media platform maybe one day um but it would be so funny to share but yeah that's hilarious um okay <laughs> Uh, we head up to the apartment. Monica is baking up so many candies. Um, and Ross walks in with a hallway full of people right outside the door. He asks if he can help, but she's adamant that he has no idea what the system is. So no, he cannot help. And he kindly tells her that a week before her wedding, she may not see him a whole lot. So he kind of does this like slow, like tiptoe walk into Phoebe's room to get out of that situation and we find out Mm -hmm. she's still upset with him Um, and he kind of like like you can clearly see that the bike is in the room she has it covered with a sheet and he's kind of like got his hand on it and so he asks her like can you please just try this again like let's do it again I won't let go this time but she makes up some story about how the bike got stolen and he like rings the bell on it and he's like really like you're it's right here and at this point, he tells her, if you're not going to ride this bike, then I'm going to take it back. Um, and she doesn't like that and asks, why would, he, why would he do that? So he continues with a story about what if you'd have bought your guitar and you never played your guitar? And solid by not playing it, 
like then he kind of like turn he kind of speaks to phoebe a little bit so he tells her you know the bike is meant to be ridden like the bike's purpose is to be ridden outside and if it's not its spirit is gonna die and she kind of like plays it off like that's the dumbest story i've ever heard ross like but fine whatever we'll do it so uh he goes ahead and leaves and she's like i'll be right behind you and as soon as he like walks out the door she like basically pets the bike and is like please don't die Honestly, it's the perfect method to try and get Phoebe. She would be oh, the one sure. person out of the group to believe that, like, the bike has its own spirit. Yeah. And and even though she goes, okay, well, obviously, you're full of crap, but I'll do it. And then <laughs> she's the perfect p- person to pull that on. Yeah. So we head back to Rachel's job, and she is determined to get this evaluation back. The boss isn't until later, and she's decided that they'll bribe the assistant with chocolate while tag runs in and grabs the evaluation but as they get ready to leave her office mr zellner her boss knocks asking to speak Mm -hmm. to not just rachel but also tag so he has read the review and he asks them point blank is something going on (laughs) with the two of you and rachel like asks hypothetically what would happen if it were true and he and basically the short version is her job would be over so she kind of like hesitates but she goes to say something and tag stops her and takes the fall for sending it saying it would it he thought it was funny um and mr zellner doesn't understand because obviously it's written in the context about tag so he's like why would you talk about your own tushy he's like i'm just obsessed with my small tushy that's that's really all it is um yeah and then it just gets really weird because the boss like says that he enjoys like naughty limericks and just a bunch of really weird stuff and lets them off the hook basically takes the chocolate and leaves um and yeah. rachel thanks tag because obviously if he not if he wouldn't have done that she'd have lost her job and he proceeds to shove everything off of her desk again and sit on it like she had previously and she tells him like i just organized that and it took me forever and so he like Mm -hmm. bends over to try to pick everything up and she she's like yeah i thought that would work so thankfully we're done with that for the episode um we had for the last scene in the main part of the episode, we head back to the apartment complex and the hallway is swarming with people, like more people I th- than I think have ever been in that hallway. Um, and Chandler comes home and sees all these people, including Joey. Um, and as he moves to go inside his apartment, he notices the lady that smokes a lot. and He like grabs her cigarette and takes a quick puff before handing it back to her. <laughs> And Monica opens the door, <laughs> frantic, saying it's going to be at least 15 more minutes because the chocolate needs to cool. And Chandler at this point, like, puts his foot down and he's like, come on, guys, you're you're taking advantage of her. Like, look at her. She's a mess. Her hair's not done. She's got dark circles under her eyes. She hasn't slept much. And then he ends with, like, she's still stunning. Um, and he tells them that she started to do this to, like give her neighbors all this candy because she wanted to learn their names and like get to know people. And he's like, I bet none Mm -hmm. of you can even name her, like give her, give me her name. And there's kind of like a pause. And this one guy shouts, uh, candy lady, 
before Joey body checks him and asks if they do know her name, can he get all the candy? Um, and so Joey kind of like makes his way into the apartment and Chandler tells everybody to go home. And as Joey's like eating all the candy, Monica like thanks him for doing that. And as they're kissing, she pulls away and asks if he's smoked a cigarette um, because she's, I mean, anybody can tell if you smoke something. Um, mm-hmm. And he asks if she's okay, which she tells him that she was scared for a little bit because somebody had threatened her with a note. And as she's like pulling it out to show him, Joey like grabs out of her hand and he's like, you know, mob mentality just kind of had to do it. Um, I think it's really funny how Joey's in on it. And also the mob mentality line was so funny. I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Um, and then also good for Chandler for standing up for his wife like that. Yeah. Like that is one of those moments where it's like, this is my wife. Don't you dare talk to her that way. I'm like, yes, Chandler. Yes. It made me so it's proud not to his be wife a, yet. a, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just made me like so proud to be like a, a Chandler Stan. Yeah, for sure. Love him. Um, so the last scene, the tag is back in the park and Phoebe is riding the bike. She looks great. She's not falling off. Like everything is amazing. She comes around and she mm-hmm. thanks Ross. And as it pans out and she's kind of like riding in towards the camera, it pans to the wheels and we see that Ross has added training wheels to the back of her bike. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Sweet. I mean, yeah. that is, that's how, that is how you teach people to ride. Yeah, you, you gotta get, the, get their balance. You gotta get and... the movements down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right. Favorite scene? Favorite scene? Probably when Ross comes in with the bike. Yeah. Yep. Same. <laughs> it's just so sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Episode rating? Uh, probably a smelly cat. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I was going to say Marcel, I mean, so I'm not much higher. The, the episode's the episode's trash. I mean, the whole tag thing. I didn't really care about Monica being frantic about her chocolates. The only redeeming quality was Ross's sweetness, which tells you something. I mean, if Ross is the saving grace of the episode, you've done something wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, he did direct it. Like so, <laughs> well, well, good for him. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I just is bad. Is bad. All right. Yeah. No. I mean, all the same reasons. Um, I'm gonna give it a Marcel, which is not much better. So. Yeah. Not our favorite yeah. episode, guys. <sighs> I don't I think I've maybe done one other episode as low as a smelly cat. I feel like maybe over the course of Yeah, I don't think we've done a whole seasons. lot. We've done a couple Marcells, but I don't know if I've done a single smelly cat or maybe one. I think there was one episode that I gave a tag because it was that bad. <laughs> I have a faint memory that maybe I thought that. Um, well, we don't have any uh, social media spotlights this week. Um, social media spotlight. Final reminder: get those, get those, uh, 
submissions in for our giveaway on Insta. Head to our Insta in the last couple of days before we call it quits and yes. get away. Yes. The, all the things. Yes. Um, uh, recommend to a friend. Why don't you go you first one? and I'll try to think of one. Okay. I recently um, bought uh, some of my friends, their birthdays are less than a month apart and we're all into reading and bookish bookish things and all that so we also share books a lot with each other and not just each other there's like a history of just sharing books with people so for their birthdays and then I obviously bought one for myself um I bought us all our own individual book embossers they're they're just straight up embosser tools but I call it a book embosser um, so what it is, it's a steel plate, and they say, like, um, from the library of, or this book belongs to, and then I just put their full name on it, and then um, that way on all of their books in their library, on that front page that usually has a pretty empty blank space at the bottom of the page, they can just emboss their book to say that it's that it belongs to them, so that when they give it to other people to borrow... Um, it'll, it'll say like whose it is and who's like who it should go back to. It's just a fun little like niche thing that it's one of those where it's like, I don't really want to have to buy that for myself because of just the amount that it is. You're like, I really just don't want to have to buy that for myself, but it's a good like gift to give. So, um, I bought them. I tried it out. I tried mine out on my first book. It's so cute. Um, so for those of you who have like writer friends or, people who have a lot of their own books or they let you borrow their books a lot or maybe you're trying to um, find something creative for your reader friends people who love to read uh, I suggest getting them a book embosser or an embosser where you can put their name in it and it can say from the library of so-and-so highly recommend that to a friend and I think the plates can be um, the plates can be like changed out so I fully plan on getting a different plate in the future when I own my own home to be able to also emboss like envelopes to have like name and and return address um so there's a lot of different uses for it um there's also stamp versions as well but um I think embossing is a lot cooler so highly recommend getting an embosser to a friend nice um I guess I do have something. It's not really an item or like anything. It's more just I'll give you guys a glimpse into my life, I guess. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's really something to love. Um I I mean, I think everybody knows by this point that I I enjoy music. I love when it comes to like creative side of my brain like I would prefer like music over reading or writing or anything um and one of the ways that I like to unwind is and this is gonna sound so cheesy but I've I am realizing that I've done this my entire life and it's just been different ways and different seasons of life but um one of the ways I like to unwind is like put on I literally put headphones on. I'll lock my door to my bedroom or when I lived on my own, I would just do that in my living room. Um, 
but here I don't live alone. So I would, I lock my door, put headphones in and I just like listen to whatever mood I'm in, whether I'm like sad, I'm in my feelings. If I'm like super like upbeat or like I need to be more upbeat, then it depends on what I'm feeling is what I listen to. But then I'll just like dance it out. Um, and I'm not a dancer by any means. Uh, but, and when I say dance it out, it's like literally maybe jumping. It's like the biggest thing that I do. Um, and I'll just do that for 10 to 15 minutes and whatever mood I'm in, like it always lifts my mood or if I'm, you know, not feeling the greatest or like when I was going through a period of grief after losing my brother, like that was a way for me to just like get feelings out without, you know, crying all the time because I don't always like crying. Um, and so it's just something that I do. And I, I've realized that I used to do it differently when I was younger. I used to put on like full on concerts for my family when I was younger, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a one man show <laughs> for like boy yes. bands back in the day. Um, but now it's more like private to myself and headphones in and I'm like listening to music like way louder than I need to, but um, it's fun. And it's a way that I unwind or do whatever I need to do, work out, honestly, because sometimes I can close my rings on my Apple Watch just by doing that. Um, so, yeah. Is that the notifications that I get when it says that you've um, <laughs> hit a goal? <laughs> no, no. No, seriously. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I've not closed a ring on them recently, but I haven't done okay. it a whole lot recently. I did it last night. That's why I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm, like, really okay. into different music right now, like, finding new music and... There's a couple of songs that like I can't get out of my head so I just like the last few nights I've like put them on in my ears like on repeat and yeah so that's what I like to do to unwind um because I'm not staring at a screen and I'm like moving my body so it's two nice things and yeah I'm gonna stop rambling so just listen to music dance around trust me you'll feel a lot better that's great I like that a lot. Um, Okay, next week. (laughs) This is so fun. We're going to cover the one with the holiday armadillo. And I am back here in the captain's seat. So I'll be excited to bring that one to you guys. And Llewellyn as my faithful co-captain. Yes. So don't forget the giveaway. Get in on it. Final days. Final days. Final reminder. And we'll see you guys next week on... The one with the friends podcast.